Hey y'all, Caitlin here with a quick message before we jump into today's episode. If you are enjoying the Roaring D20s podcast, we would really appreciate it if you checked out our Patreon. The funds from our Patreon go directly into supporting the podcast and 100% none of it is going into paying off my copious amount of debt. When you join the Patreon, you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive post-show and get the next episode early. So when you finish today's episode, you can immediately listen to the next one before it is available to the public, and it is completely ad-free. If you would like to throw a few gold our way, go to patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. That's patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. We would love to see you guys there. Thank you, and enjoy today's episode. All right, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. I am Woo! your traveling dungeon master, Scott Jones, otherwise known as Caitlin's dark friend. And today, <laughs> and today we have another fun episode for you. But before we get started, I'm going to let the cast introduce themselves. Uh, why do I have to follow that? Hi, this is Caitlin McKeg playing as Caitlin McKeg. And I had a fun quip, but now I'm like, I'm just going to say, Echo was the one who said that, okay? It just kind of played that in the background. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that. Yep. <laughs> Echo, followed, Echo followed exactly what you told it to do. Echo, no, we should clarify. We, we mean Amazon Echo. Yes. Not the dolphin. Not my person, friend. Inspiration for whoever's you've done it again. Noise. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where, where, I, was, I was next, right? <laughs> Hey, this is Josh uh, playing as Uther. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna said from, you know, Alexa's disturbing comment. <laughs> well then, my name is Chris and I'm playing Marcus and uh, totally not gonna Assassin's Creed everyone uh, to try to find Caitlyn. <laughs> Everybody, uh, this is Jesse playing Bartholomew Sinclair and uh, I'm back. Uh, I have no idea what's going on um, and I'm just gonna pretend that I know everything. Excellent. We didn't fill him in at all. Not nope. at all. No. Not even a no little bit. bit. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. And I'm Jacob. I play Gork, your stationary barbarian. And violence <laughs> is the only answer. <laughs> Same so as it ever was. Quick aside, when are you going to stop copying me? No, you said in traveling. I said stationary. Yeah, but why? 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 <laughs> why are you going to take my thing and do it but worse? Okay. <laughs> you've taken my thing and you've turned it into your thing, but it's not as good as my thing, and I don't know why you've done that. I mean, isn't that a perspective? I can't believe you've done this. Something about it. what was it? What was it we were talking about before? Something about standing in mud and slinging at each other. That's because you're a Destiny <laughs> 2 player. What does that have to do with anything that we're talking about? Oh, Damn. boy. Oh, jeez. Haters be hating. Oh, man. No one's getting inspiration until he stops doing that. <laughs> no, no. Except for Good whoever team. made the first dolphin noise. That was me. I no, made right. no, no, I, no, I uh, did. Oh, my God. All right. There's only one way to decide who did it. Both of you do it again, but one at a time. <clears throat> Oh my god, your mic like did not pick that up at all. Oh my god, well that's not even fair. <laughs> it, just, it was garbage, so it's like, yeah, I'm gonna phase this out. <laughs> okay, hold on, let me see if I can do it. <laughs> okay, it'll, it'll your your mic also no! tried to cut it out. No! <laughs> 
this least our microphones are looking out for us. So <laughs> what I'm hearing is we both don't get inspiration. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it the opposite way just because I'm not really sure what's going to happen today. I'm just gonna play it the opposite way and say you both do get inspiration. Yay! Yes. High five. Ooh. But that's it. No more inspiration until <laughs> until the copycat stops. D and D hard mode. Yes. All right, so when last we met, I, I don't think anything important happened. It was nothing just kind of a chill session. Nothing nothing notable happened, except for the oh, part yeah. where Caitlin got kidnapped, woke nothing. up with almost no hit points, and had a talk with Crag, the leader of Crag's crew, who turned out to be a little bit more hospitable than, uh, than the name and the reputation would let on. They had a nice conversation about what was happening in town, why Caitlin got kidnapped. Crag, in fact, apologized on behalf of Redgrave for kidnapping her in the first place. And they started talking about Caitlyn's mission, what they were here to do. Uh, Caitlyn gave him tons and tons of information about Come the party, on. their strength, their size, uh, their capabilities, uh, what on. they needed, exactly what they needed, and pretty much exactly how much they had to offer for it. <laughs> in a very, in a very uh, amiable fashion, gave him pretty much everything that he would need to screw the party over should he choose to. Excellent. Come on. So we're really going to hope that he doesn't choose to. <sighs> so like, in the meantime, we'll, we'll, we'll hang on. Uh, let me, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a minute. We, we can talk out of character just so that, Jesse, we can give you a moment to catch up. But in the sure. meantime, the rest of the party noticed that Caitlin was missing. And the first thing they decided to do was grill the guy at the front desk of the of the inn that they were staying at. The sea captain's respite who pissed himself. I thought that mayor was, a natural that mayor was in the other town. <laughs> uh, he is. This this guy, he stuttered a little bit, and I was really happy you weren't there to ask him if he was cold this time. <laughs> it's a character archetype. <laughs> but that said, uh, he was not able to give them any useful information, but uh, uh, the party seemed to believe him when he said he didn't know anything, so they started tracking him to Crag's hideout, and at this point, Caitlin is still inside having a cup of tea with Crag, and the party is doing their damnedest to sneak up on the, the encampment itself. Bach has got very lucky sneaking past a couple of guards in the opening round where he rolled a two, or I'm sorry, he rolled a four on stealth and they rolled a two on um, perception. Wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, so he's made it past the first hurdle, but we'll see whether or not he can actually make it to the rest of the encamp undetected. <laughs> so so he, now that he's the got, only one that jumped in there? <laughs> uh, everybody else is kind of lagging behind, if I recall correctly. Going to the front gate. Yeah, they're going to the front gate. Mox is going around to Assassin's Creed, everybody. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jesse, any questions? Um, yes, several. What the <laughs> fuck, Caitlin? I'm not even going to look at the camera. I'm not even going to look at you. Shame, shame, wow. shame, shame, shame. Guys, come on. Come I on. remember when we got into the post show last time. <laughs> Chris went off at Caitlyn. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I've already oh. felt the sting of my actions. I don't need more. Caitlin, that what was if... weeks ago. We need to yeah. remind you of your shame. No, it's it's stuck around. It's what? good. You're fine. What, what, shame what, apply what? directly to your inaction. <laughs> <laughs> what episode was that? What was, what was the, the the number for the last episode? Forty. Uh, was it forty or forty? Was it forty? Forty. I think it was 40. Yeah, 40 post show. You guys got to check out because I freaking went off the rails. On <laughs> Chris was not happy. Oh, no. boy. No, I fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up? Now you fucked up. 
No, but so Caitlin has Caitlin has learned about a couple of things, just so you're aware, Jesse. Um, you know, Bartholomew doesn't know this, but the rest of the party's heard it so far. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. I'll I'll let. Uh, I said they haven't learned. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, the sure. party the party hasn't learned of it. I'll I'll let Caitlin tell you, assuming you yeah. can uh, successfully extract her from Crag's camp. I'm, I don't I'm know. sure I, that I, Caitlin I, has taken copious amounts of notes. I did. That's what I opened them yeah. for. Oh, weird. Yeah. Weird. So did Craig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of nice on. that I don't know, because I think maybe Bartholomew would just be like, I'll just leave her. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I see how it is. I try to get some information, and I try my best to not fucking die. <laughs> But I did fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, you should look at Chris. <laughs> Somebody screenshot this. Right Somebody now. screenshot this so that we can uh, we can take that. Caitlin's gonna screenshot and it. use that. We can use that for a promo for for the next episode. Do it again. Do Just it imagine. Oh my I only fucked up that much. That much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great. Just imagine Marcus doing that little face there. Sorry, viewers, listeners. Don't worry, that will be in, <laughs> in a drawing somewhere. <laughs> so imagine as we get started on today's episode, I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off, but I want to make no, sure no, you're, we actually no, you're good, you're good. get into the meat of the episode. Yeah, the meat. We're actually going to start with you, Marcus. Oh, God. So at this point, the rest of the group is heading towards the front gate. You've taken a wide berth around the camp or where you presume the camp to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know that you're about a quarter mile away from it at this point. You haven't seen it yet. You've given you've been given a general description of where it is and what you should be looking for, like the spikes mm -hmm. on the outside of the camp itself, oh, approximately boy. how many tents there are. And you happen mm -hmm. to know just how many people are in there. Mm -hmm. How do you want to approach the situation? Um, is it a is it a flat train sort of situation or is it like rocky, mountainy, hilly sort of a thing? Make a nature check. Oh boy. Uh, that's just a ten. A, a ten. The best way to describe the area that you're in right now would be swampy. Swamp. Ooh, Remember like that swampy. the water has been overflowing the fields right. in this area and that you right. are on a coastal town that is experiencing an odd amount of flooding. So there are trees around you in the area. There is a decent amount of water piled up at your feet, almost to the point where your boots are not completely submerged when you step, but you're mm -hmm. making a significant amount of noise right now. Is it to me, somebody who's used to like using the train to their advantage to sneak around? Um, does it seem reasonable that I would be able to like sneak widely around the camp to find a, a back entrance somewhere, or does that seem like I'd be just like kind of like pink panthering in the open, like oh, nobody could see me, sort of a thing? <laughs> Make an insight check. Six. Six. Um. You're um, pretty sure that you're you're going to be very sneaky trying to find a back entrance. To the uh, yep, then that's what we'll do. <laughs> okay, so you're going to sneak around to try and uh, make your way through what you presume to be a back entrance to this encampment. Yes. Okay, give me a stealth check. <laughs> 24. 24. All right, so you spend the next five or ten minutes 
very carefully crawling your way through the swamp. You know, you're taking each footfall deliberately, trying not mm -hmm. to make any splashing sounds. You're not wading mm -hmm. through the water so much as you are stepping lightly through it. Um, you use the roots of the trees that you find along the way as dry land as you can. You try and hop from tree to tree occasionally to make as little noise as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, you make your way around where you presume the encampment to be and actually uh, from the edge of your vision, you, you can actually very distantly see the shore, which would be the other side of this outer ring of the ring mm -hmm. of the wall. Um, mm -hmm. And as you look for a moment, you hear a loud sound and you watch as water sprays up from where you see the shore to be. Now, from this distance where you are, like how far away you are from the shore, you have mm -hmm. to imagine that whatever crashed into shore must have been massive for you to be able to see it from here. And if... Mm -hmm. Did it seem like recall, a wave? It did. Mm -hmm. If you will recall, they had said that the waters between the outer and inner rings from this side are incredibly dangerous and that no ship that has tried to reach the inner ring from the western shore of the outer ring has managed to do so successfully. Oh. Marcus will kind of like raise his eyebrows like, whoa, that was quite a wave. Although maybe that was the episode you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> but Marcus was here and Marcus knows Marcus that for sure. Here. Marcus knows, yes. Yeah, Marcus knows absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so you can see the waves crashing into whatever they're crashing into, whether it be shore, whether it be rocks. You can see the waves splashing upwards. And you imagine that some of the water that you're stepping in is run off from that because they are high. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So, as you continue making your way around, you start to move inward towards the camp itself from the back, um, but you do need to close in on the camp eventually, and I need you to give me another stealth check. Oh, boy. Fourteen. Fourteen. Not bad. So, as you make your way closer, you do notice the terrain starts to rise just a little bit, and suddenly you find yourself not stepping in water so much as you are mud. Mm -hmm. So you're down there with the Destiny 2 and the Call of Duty players. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not, we're, we're out of League of Legends territory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, you were in the swamp before. Mole people. <laughs> Remember when I said the waves are so powerful that nobody survives? That's League of Legends territory. <laughs> and I'm saying that as a League player. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, no, okay, post show, we'll save it for the post show. I have, some I have some things to say now. That's fair. I was expecting that one. Yeah. Um, uh, so you make your way closer, and like I said, you can see it uh, kind of rising into a hill. You're not really sure where the hill ends, um, but the trees are getting a little bit thicker here. Do you want to do anything okay. differently? Um, I definitely want to, like, use the trees to my advantage. I want to, like... Uh, sneak up by like the closest tree and use it as cover and kind of like as I go I'm gonna like like peek out peer and then move peek out peer and then move peek out peer then move you know okay like really hug the trees as I keep going okay so as you continue to hug the trees and you peek out and you move and you peek out and you move you realize that this is taking a lot longer than you initially thought it would mm -hmm. you're not really sure what's going on with the rest of the party as of right now Mm. Which is a great time to transition to the leader of party number two. <laughs> Gork. <laughs> Gork, what are the rest of you doing? When mom and dad are away. <laughs> Marching up with vim, vigor, fury, and ferociousness. In other words, in the dictionary that who had they didn't eat. 
uh, to the camp. Okay. So, <laughs> you make your way towards the camp. You are taking Uther with you, and you are taking Bartholomew with you. Bartholomew, how are you feeling right about now? I'm, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I had a light meal earlier today, so that was pretty I, helpful. I said Bartholomew, not Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I, I would be... I, I'm a little upset um, that, that, you know, Caitlin is, has been taken by these people, um, you know, so we presume. Um, I don't know exactly what we're going to be expecting um, if we're going to have to go through an entire force of people. I'm a little worried about that. Um, trying to figure out if there's a another way or maybe maybe uh, I do have a little bit of faith in, in Marcus, though, uh, to kind of sneak in and hey. and and get in there. So so maybe having us being able to approach from both sides uh, will be advantageous to us. Um, but I'm a little on edge uh, because usually things don't go as smoothly as our plans intend. <laughs> you imply that I have a plan. <laughs> you can't fail at what you never had, right? Exactly. That's true. Okay, so Gork leading the party. I, I guess I asked I asked Bartholomew because Jesse wasn't here last time, but how are you feeling, Uther? Uh, Uther is obviously pissed about having teammate gone, so he's ready to go full on in with Gork and see what uh, or how he can help. You better stay 20 paces behind me whenever you're about to go full on in. I'm telling <laughs> I'm, you right now. I'm using you as, as my meat shield and I will fire in between your legs. Wait, gonna... don't do not do that. No, fire just around him completely. Please. <laughs> Not in between, between his legs. His legs. <laughs> no. Uther. It's okay. I have a very wide stance. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that kind of does imply that Uther's right under you, which would go back on the whole 20 paces behind you thing. Yardstick, Uther. Yardstick. I'm at least a yard or two. Just use use your use, pike handle. I will handle. use my, 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 my new acquired staff to, to measure, you know, social distance. There you go. <laughs> that Gapto on Gork. <laughs> That's a Gapto. Everyday leg day. Anyway, <laughs> I say okay. Let's go, Part A. Okay. So you make your way. It's going to take you a while to get to the camp itself. Are you giving any time for Makas to get around, or are you just charging straight in the minute he leaves? Gork, would you know to give him any additional time? That is an excellent question. Gork, make an intelligence check. That's a 14 to understand time and space. <laughs> you know, a 14 to understand time and space is above average, which is like genius level for Gork. There you go. <laughs> Though honestly, Gork. that's pretty good. Gork is somehow in the depths of his mind, mathing out that he can't go full bore if he wants Marcus to Assassin's Creed his way into camp. So he's going 66% bore. <laughs> Gork, what does that mean? Not full bore. <laughs> Correct. What's, what's the other 33%? The other part of full bore. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's quite boring if you think about it. Tell you what, this is why I, this is why Miss P kept throwing me out that window. <laughs> I don't know. You did get a gold star from Miss P at the end of it, so. Yes. I'm an evolving well barbarian. I'm learning somehow. <laughs> it's very. It's it's a it's a mystery. 
They're gonna study it for eons how I actually retain knowledge. I can't wait till you get your next feat and you take linguist. (laughs) (laughs) Gorn, speaker of languages. Now I can roar in an incomprehensible barbarian rage into every language. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine subtitles. (laughs) Roar. Subtitle. Roar. (laughs) Roar. A translator's note, Kekaku means plan. (laughs) (laughs) I'll according to Kekaku. (laughs) Okay. So you uh, you go 66% more, making your way towards the camp. (laughs) After about 10 or 15 minutes of walking, you find yourself staring at the front front of what looks like a makeshift fortress. You can see that they've got lots of logs stuck into the ground. The trees in the surrounding area are cleared out. You presume that that's what was used to make the logs stuck into the ground. The tops of them have been carved into spikes. You can see bustling amounts of uh, high activity, high amounts of activity inside the camp. People kind of moving in and out, left and right. And you can see that there are four guards at the door to the camp, two on either side of the entrance. At this point, you are probably about five, six hundred feet away from the entrance to the camp. What do you do? Gork turns to his companions. We're almost there. Prepare for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you think we should wait for Marcus to give some sort of signal or? I have already reduced my boar. If he is not there, then it is on him. (laughs) 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 See which spells he can use. It's like, well, this is your show, Gork, so... <laughs> Gork proceeds to cross this... Gork would not understand the actual distance, but we'll cross that 500 600 foot distance. I don't know, we'll you got a 14 its... on time and space. I mean, space is distance. <laughs> True. Oh my god. <laughs> Meanwhile, Caitlin's like, for fuck's sake, but you just rescued me already. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Gork is Caitlin. Gork Last episode was the identi- Caitlin show. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Gork accurately <laughs> identifies the five to six football fields between him and his goal, understands that football is a sport from another dimension, has, oh, a, bra- also- has a brain seizure, and then just <laughs> continues forward at 66% bore. Also, uh, football fields are 300 feet across. There uh, you go. 14 <laughs> intelligence on a, te- on a 10 intelligence score. Gotcha. These are Gork football fields. They're much shorter, uh. so the violence is more compact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> You can't see it. I've, I've broken Scott for like the sixth time today. Uh, I'm just rolling my eyes, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not quite With broken. A very hard not quite there. Palm. Although, if any group was to get me there, it would be this one. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. So you cross we'll the five or six gork-sized football fields, and you make your way to the front. At which point, two of the guards, one on either side, sort of step in front of you, and one of them says, "Halt! What's your business here?" You have a friend of ours. We mean to get her back. Who is this friend? Small, red, horny. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was the most accurate description I feel I've ever heard about myself. Thank you. Love it. 
10 out of 10. Got out of 10. Got him. Man, that needs to be a shirt. Small, red, and horny. Oh my god. As long as on the front is like a picture of your character and then on the back it says small, red, horny. Yes. (laughs) Otherwise. Yep. Oh my god. Son of a bitch. Um, Okay. One guard sort of. One guard sort of tilts his head to the side and stares at you for a moment, Gork, and then he turns to the other one, and the other one just sort of shrugs and turns back to you and says, um, can you give us a better description? There's a lot of morning folks back here. (laughs) No, no, he means our tiefling companion. Oh, horned, horned. That is what Gork said. No, Gork, no, I understand no, I'm, this confusion. I, I'm, I'm sure he still meant what he said. <laughs> Gork is a good boy. <laughs> uh huh. Guard once again looks at the one next to him, and the one next to him looks back and just sort of shrugs and says, "We don't know of anybody here that matches that description." No one. No one was brought there from last night or this morning. Not that I'm aware. No prisoners? If there was a prisoner and he sort of points to uh, an area out in the front where they have several long poles stuck into the ground. If we had prisoners, they'd be there. I'm trying to remember the asshole from the from the tavern. Red grave. <laughs> Red grave, thank you. Number 46 of the, 40, or the 46 grave themed <laughs> bandits. <Yeah. laughs> then uh, what about Red grave? Is he here? Probably. I can fetch him if you like. Uh, yes, please. Ooh. Ooh, sassy, please. <laughs> okay, so one of the guards just sort of uh, turns away, walks into the camp. You wait there for probably four or five minutes, and then the guard returns, and you see Redgrave coming up behind him. And he goes, oh, great. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Just what I needed for the day. Already on latrine. <laughs> latrine what do you want? Duty. We were trying to find our friend, Caitlin. Uh, I'm, we're assuming she's here. There's no other place she would be. Yeah, she's in with Crag right now. And why is that? He wanted to talk to her. Right. So you broke in and in the middle of the night, took her from her room and brought her here. Redgrave sort of holds up his hands and sort of examines his fingernails. And he spits on the ground and says, yeah, what of it? What he's gonna do? <laughs> I mean, you could have you could have asked. Uh, that would have been probably a little bit nicer, I, if, especially if it's just a conversation with Craig. We'd like to have a conversation with Craig actually about about our friend. Um, any way that you can lead us there? Uh, he doesn't to like to be disturbed. He doesn't like to be interrupted. I'd have to wait till he's done. I'm sure we can wait, right, Gork? Gork is very, very stiff, restraining himself from violence. He smiles. <laughs> I think Just, you should take us inside, and we'll wait inside. Redgrave looks and says, look, I get it. You're big, you're scary, looking at you, Gork. And the other one is, well, you're big and you're scary. <laughs> Gork, nod, Gork nods. This is a correct statement. But Crag is bigger and scarier, and I'm not about to interrupt him. <laughs> so you can wait oh. here. 
or you can go. Oh, so you've uh, messed up then, have you? What makes you say that? Latrine. Well. <laughs> 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 Latrine duty is something that just comes around. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is that I'm more afraid of him than I am of you, Mr. Metagamers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean, Metagamers? You mentioned Latrine. Yeah, when he was walking up. <laughs> he mentioned Latrine. They're both aware that he's in trouble. <laughs> oh. Put oh, two I- and two together. I have a 14 intelligence. Yeah, you put two and two, you put two, and two together, and normally you get five. Well, I was this is true. This which, is true. Which is better than four, to be fair. <laughs> oh okay, that's that's funny. <laughs> Listen, Uther, Uther, Gork. I, I honestly, we just want to get our friend to be on our way. I, I let's indulge them it's it's if they wanted to, to to mess with us now they they would have already started so let's let's take the high ground and just be patient i'm not one for patience but what would what would marcus think right marcus what are you thinking right about now murder murder uh, death murder murder death <laughs> murder, murder death yeah essentially <laughs> Like somehow, like Mock is, is feeling the opposite of disappointment right now, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> it's such There's a rare feeling. What is this? It's such a rare feeling, feeling that that's the only thing he can describe it as is the opposite right of, of like, disappointment. That's the only word for it now. Uh, Mock is still trying to sneak in. He wants to also, like, based on where he is, see if he can like make uh, like. Uh, con- like eye contact with like the the front gate area to see where the rest of his party is at, so we can kind of coordinate as he goes in, like see where they're at, so he can like judge how far, how much, how fast he needs to go, and et cetera, et cetera. Okay, um, you're not quite there yet. You were just at the mm-hmm. point where you were getting to the rise on the the hill itself. Mm-hmm. So after another couple hundred feet you run into what i described before about the logs put into the ground together to form a barrier a wall that's mm-hmm. what you're seeing on the other side as well the difference is the trees haven't been cleared out here you would presume mm-hmm. that well based on the information that i gave the rest of the party all of the logs were taken from the front of the encampment mm-hmm. uh the spikes themselves are mm, it ranges depending on where in the wall you are but they are 15 to 20 feet high they are 20 feet oh dang thick I need a grappling hook, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Next purchase. Yeah. Or is it just like completely walled, like vertical surface walled sort of a thing? Uh, Yeah, and the tops are spikes. Oh, delightful. Okay. That's a problem. Um, (laughs) I'm going to try to evaluate to see if I can find anywhere along the uh, the barrier to... um, Are are there... Does it seem like there are uh, ramparts at the top where people are guarding? Like like walkways on the top for people to scout and watch? Make a perception check. (laughs) Come on, if this is an Assassin's Creed mission, you know that there's got to be some small gap in between the logs somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) This is more Assassin's Creed 3. No, was it? No, what was the uh, America one? You gotta yeah, find tr- the one tree that's actually climbable. Yep, that was three. <laughs> yeah, I can't decide if I want to use my inspiration for a perception check because it was really bad. Is it worth? Oh, it's the only one you're getting. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why not? What the heck? I'll use my. I'm gonna use my inspiration. 
That's better. Um, let's see, perception. A uh, 14. 14. Um, you're not sure how far it extends across the inside, but mm. there you do just very briefly catch the top of somebody's head passing mm. the top of the the wall itself. Um, does it seem like if I get to the wall itself, I can like hug against it and they won't be able to see me? You're not 100% sure, but given the amount of cover that you have here, you mm. think that if anybody was going to be able to, it would be you. Great. I'll do that then. Okay, make a stealth check. The love of God. Come on. Don't fail me now, dice. Hey. Uh, let's see here. So I thought you were about to say eight. I, I thought he was saying eight. <laughs> no, 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 no. 22. I got a 22. 22. So you managed to dart from tree to tree, and you managed to press yourself up against the wall without any issues. Now give me a perception check, please. Okay. Uh, Five. Okay. Great. You're staring at anything. a tree trunk. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Glorious. Is that oak? <laughs> uh, I want to move along and see if I can find any like uh, gaps in the the wall or anything that like I can like climb like any spots where it's like kind of like shallow and I can climb under. Especially since this is swampy land and you know it's very difficult to establish any sort of uh, structures in this kind of area. Okay. Um. You take a couple of minutes and you scout along the outer wall you sort of push against it looking for any gaps and while you can slightly give me an athletics check 15 you're able to shift the logs just a little bit but they're pretty tightly packed in there you're not seeing somewhere where you could slip through mm-hmm. dang and it's just vertical surface. There's nothing like hanging on these walls or anything like that. Nope. but I need a grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> Going to add that to my <laughs> my, my wish list. My wish list. Hmm. <laughs> let's see here. Am I able to shift them just enough? Like it. Is it possible to like, like, are they super heavy? These are trees. Marcus. Yeah. But you said that I could like shift like something. Like, I'm talking quarter inch. Quarter inch. Okay. So not nearly enough. Um, can I at least shift it enough to like, uh, to kind of like peek inside? You can certainly try. I'll do that then. Okay. Give me another athletics check. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Five. So you start to shift, and you manage to get a little bit of purchase before your foot gives out under you, and you slip in the mud Ugh. all in your face. I'm glad no one saw that. <laughs> and I kind of get get up and dust myself off. Uh, I'll just have to f- try another point of view, uh, and so I continue along the wall. Okay. Man, uh, Bartholomew just had this sudden urge to want to laugh at something, but he can't quite figure out what. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so you manage to keep going across the wall. You pass under where you saw the heads before, and you make sure you're very quiet or as quiet as you can be. Um, you continue along to the other side. You would assume at this point that you are... If you consider the camp to be a circle, and you consider the entrance mm-hmm. where Gork and the others are at to be 12 o'clock, you were at 6 o'clock before, you're at 8 o'clock now. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. I had to like math that out in my brain. Clocks, how do they work? <laughs> it's um, like, wait, wait a minute. If a clock is digital, then wait a second. <laughs> Magic. Magic. And you're finding it to be you're finding the wall to be about the same. They appear to have built it in a pretty sturdy fashion. Oh, man. You can continue using the trees for cover, but um, there doesn't appear to be any sort of gap in the wall. Well, this is a bother. <laughs> mm, let's see here. God, I have no idea. Uh, aside from maybe planting daggers, like what are little pittens or something like that, and like climb up them or something. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> You've got so sounds many daggers. <laughs> I do have a lot of daggers. Daggers to burn. Uh, can I drive a dagger in one of these like uh, wall sections? I'll use my phrase again. You can certainly try. Well, <laughs> I have no better option right now, so I'll give it a shot. Make a strength check. Good God. I'm not going to let you roll the hit because you use decks for that. And this is yeah. strength. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. 11. 11. You take a dagger and you almost slam it into the wood in front of you. It buries itself in about a half inch. You're going to need to do better than that for it to find purchase. The other thing it does is it makes a very loud noise. Much louder than you anticipated. <laughs> I like kind of freeze and I wait to see if I hear anything from the other side of the wall. Nope, nothing. <sighs> this is a wash. Not a tree. Anything else you'd like to do? Different perspective? <laughs> it's a tree, Jesse. <laughs> God. Is there is there any place that uh, has like kind of a Overwatch on this the, the camp? Is there any like high points or anything like that around the? Make a perception check. Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Well, you failed both of the other perception checks. I was trying to give you as many hints as I could. Yeah. The trees appear to be taller than the wall. Oh, frick. Okay, yeah. Assassin's Creed yeah. 3. Find the right tree. Yeah. There it is. There it is. I'd like to climb a tree. <laughs> um, Athletics or acrobatics, take your pick. Uh, Let's see here. I'm probably going to do acrobatics. Yeah, acrobatics. And that was where I wish so that I probably saved my inspiration. Um... 13. 13. It takes you a little longer than you'd like. Uh, you slip a couple of times, but you do manage to shimmy your way up a tree. You think you're hidden. You're on a, on a very sturdy branch that's pointed out towards the seas. You can still hide behind the trunk in order mm. to see into the camp. But you mm. are now approximately 25 feet in the air, and you are oh. looking over into the bandit camp. I like to use my spyglass to kind of like observe numbers, movement, tracking, see if I can find Caitlin. Okay. Um, give me a perception check at advantage because of, you, because of the spyglass. Yeah. Uh, 15. 15. As you go into the camp, you look directly a 
across from where you are and the first thing you notice is um, a pile of pots that are in a corner. You're like, that's probably not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Continue looking around. You can see that there are several people around several large fires that are just sort of sitting and chatting and eating. Uh, you see a lot of smaller tents and then right in the center of the camp towards the back. So closer to you, you see one enormous tent. Mm-hmm. You can put two and two together on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see that there is one area near the six o'clock portion of the camp where you were under before. Um, you do see that there is a ladder up to a makeshift platform. The platform does not go all the way around the camp. It mm-hmm. covers maybe a 30 to 40 foot area. So mm-hmm. where you are currently, there is no platform. Mm-hmm. You can see that there are two guards on top of that platform currently. You can also mm-hmm. see that there are four guards at the entrance. Mm-hmm. Five guards at the entrance, actually, currently. One of whom appears to be talking to a very large <laughs> half work barbarian. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, in total, to answer the rest of your question, in yes. total, you see about 30 people. Ooh. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, you can do this, Marcus. You can do this. <laughs> uh, is there a, uh, any tree branches that kind of like overextend past the walls or anything like that? Yes. Yes, there is. Okay. I would like to very carefully uh, like evaluate the best like kind of area to try to get over and slip down without like me just falling flat on my face and without the guards on the platform seeing me um, and to slip inside the camp. So based on the... Okay, make an insight check. Okay. Uh, 16. Based on what you're seeing around you, Mm -hmm. this is going to be... You can do this one of two ways. You can do it Mm -hmm. carefully or you can do it fast. If you try and do things carefully, just with the sheer number of people that are in the camp, somebody mm-hmm. is likely to see you, but you can avoid or mitigate the damage that you would take. You can do it fast and probably get past the guards that are on the tower and the guards that are walking under the area, but you take a risk there. I'll do it fast. Okay. What that's probably going to require is a sprint off of the branch, a leap over the wall, and a roll, a tuck roll to land. Oh, is that all? Okay. Yeah, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that sounds great. Let's do that. Okay. So you time it and you watch the guards um, who are on top of the uh, tower, for lack of a better term. Um, Ramparts. The ramparts, thank you. As they turn, they look out in the distance, they turn back and they look into the cave. Time their patterns almost as though they're NPCs walking in a designated fashion. (laughs) (laughs) You wait for them to pass once and twice and then a third time. And then you take a running leap and leap straight over the wall. Bartholomew. And yes. only Bartholomew. <laughs> I need a perception check. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Gork and Uther are busy with Redgrave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not natural 20. Not natural 20. Out of the corner of your eye, you see in the distance, and you are careful not to just snap your head to it, but in the distance, you see a figure go boing <laughs> and leap in your periphery, and you watch as Marcus goes straight over the wall. Marcus, I need a deck save. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. 
Oh God. <gasps> 24! Nice. 24. Excellent work. So as you hit the ground, you go into a perfect dodge roll. Unfortunately, you're not able to mitigate all of the damage because you did still right. just fall more than 20 feet. You take right. four points of falling damage. Okay. That's okay. But you land oh. on your feet, back pressed up against one of the tents. Nobody <laughs> seems to have seen Q Crunk from Emperor's New Groove, where he's like, duh, against the wall. <laughs> so, what? What at this point do 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 I hear anything? Because I, I at that point, I because I kind of out of the corner of my eye saw this, so I, I'm kind of wondering if anybody else maybe saw him and is being loud at this point to kind of like alert his position. No commotion rises from the camp at all. Okay, then I won't do anything. I'll <laughs> just acknowledge the fact that that happened in my own head. <laughs> Sounds good. Marcus, what's next? Um, I'd like to evaluate to see where they'd keep a like a prisoner inside the camp. Like I, I know that like I saw the the, the prison poles outside the camp. Um, you did not see the prison poles. Oh, I didn't see the prison poles. Oh, okay. So then, in that case, I would want to see where they would want to keep a prisoner inside the camp. Okay. Um. Make like a what? history check. History. <laughs> Six. You recall when you looked through the spyglass and you were like, well, let me see if I can remember. Fuck, I forgot to look for prison stuff when I was looking through the spyglass. Yep. And that's sort of yep. the thought that goes through your head. Yep. Um, after which, you take a look around. You're not as nearly as high up as you were before, so it's going to be a lot harder to try and spot without getting spotted. So I need mm -hmm. two things from you. I need right. a perception check at disadvantage. Oh, boy. And I need a stealth check. Okay, perception first. Uh, that would be perception first. Eight, not the worst perception check, honestly, <laughs> that I've had today. And stealth is just a, a straight-up stealth roll. Yep. Okay. Oh, God. What the heck? Nine. Nine. Ow. Excuse me while I will. <laughs> the silence is what scares me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm rolling digitally uh -huh. today. Uh, I don't have my dice. Uh, okay. Nobody seems to react to your presence, Woo. but you're also unable to find anything that looks like an area where they would keep prisoners at all. All the tents look largely... Okay. Um... They look largely similar, yeah. Except okay. for the big tent. Um. I'm gonna try to see if I can, like, sneak back behind some of the tents. And, um. And, and see if I can overhear any conversation, like, about, like, uh, any prisoners or anything like that. Okay. Um. We'll take your stealth roll from before. Actually, no, we won't. It was terrible. Make another <laughs> it was. stealth roll. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will use that one from Nat before. Nat 20! You fail. <laughs> there hey. it is. Uh, for, so you, uh, <laughs> you are the floor. Uh, for a total of? Uh, 25. Oh, okay. Just had to double check. You know, yeah. some of these people have really high perception. E <laughs> That's, yeah, so high. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> 
as you sort of sneak your way behind the tents, you listen to bits of conversation. You hear somebody talking about uh, the witch that lives in town and how scary she is. You hear talks of the fish uh, tasting more foul today than they did yesterday. And then you get closer and closer to the large tent. And you hear Caitlin's voice coming from inside of it. Hear her, you hear her speaking about treasure. Oh, come on! Could you give him a different point of my conversation? I felt that coming. I fucking knew it. It was meant to be. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Is there any point on this, the larger tent that has like, um, uh, it, like I could slip underneath sort of a thing? It does appear like there's a back entrance, but uh, other than that, it is pretty well stuck into the ground. Then I will uh, try to take the back. I'll, I'll look at the back entrance. I'll try to like check it out, and if it seems like it's unguarded, it's fine. Then I'll then like go in. There are definitely no guards. Okay, then I'll take the back entrance. Okay, Caitlin. Uh-huh. Let's move to you. <laughs> Great. It's been a fun <laughs> session for you so far. Yeah. No, I'm having a blast. Uh, okay. So at this point. Craig is sort of still talking to you about, um, at this point, you've moved past the treasure conversation and you've started to have conversations about horses and you've started to have <laughs> conversations about weapons. And Craig says, so, do we have a deal? Uh, I believe we do, but if it would be, if you'd be open to it, I'd love to discuss it with my party. I just want to make sure I'm good with them and good to go with the deal. And plus, I'll need to know what they even need, you know, in terms of weapons mm-hmm. and such. Now, keep in mind that silvered weapons are rather expensive, and for those, we will still need you to pay. Uh, yeah, I kind of assumed. We still have our <laughs> investment to think about. Like I was telling you before, we can't simply lend you horses and weapons. There's no guarantee you'll come back, and that's a poor investment on our part. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Says you wish to discuss with your party. If if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to talk to them first. Of course, of course. In fact, and then you hear a bell sound coming from the back of the tent. I believe one of them is here now. Marcus, as you walk through the back entrance of the tent, your foot snags on a wire that you didn't see was there, and a bell sounds right above you. Caitlin, you turn around and you see Marcus walking through the back entrance of the tent, looking down and just saying, son of a bitch. (laughs) Can I see them? Can I like... Oh, absolutely. And you hear Craig say, I think one of them is here now. Uh, I'll like, inside, like that's my like thought. But like, uh, (laughs) I do one of those like, when Obi-Wan Kenobi meets General Grievous, I'm just like... Hello there. (laughs) (laughs) Roguish Marcus. (laughs) Hey, Marcus. Sorry, so... Come in. Would you like some tea? Oh, that'd be delightful. Thank you. Craig stands up and he sort of turns and looks at you and you see him for the first time. You see that he is very large. He is well built. He's larger even than Gork, standing at approximately <laughs> eight feet tall. Like, he, there's so many alarms in my head right now, and I'm just like, 
Mm-hmm. And as he stands up, he sort of he gives you a smile, and you can see his 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 tusks sign sticking out from the bottom of his mouth. And he moves over and and grabs a a nice mug, and you can see that Caitlin has one in her hand. And he takes a kettle and he pours you a cup of tea, and he offers you a seat next to Caitlin. Um. Great. You are rather good. A gracious. Um, uh, the name is Marcus. Marcus Whalen. Crag. A pleasure. Um, yeah, you're you're more hospitable host than um, your gang makes you out to be. Part of the image. Image. They're big. They're scary. I'm reasonable. They're grave themed. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus will like take the tea and smile and then look at Caitlin like and then like sit <laughs> I would assume at this point you see I'm pretty fucking beat yeah, up yeah Caitlin's pretty beat up she does not look good for being so I give a very half hearted smile and a thumbs up and then I sip my tea <laughs> maybe I don't sit thinking about that actually yeah I'll take the tea but I, I won't sit immediately and I like look at her uh, and I say what did you do to my companion I I did absolutely nothing to your companion save free her and offer her some tea that was a subordinate of mine who rest assured is being punished Michael's kind of furl his brow it sounds like you had some acquaintance with him named Redgrave. Ah, oh, yes. You're simpleton. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of at a loss here. This is not quite what I thought you would be like, this place would be like. What? Why are you even here? Well, that's a long story, and as Caitlin said, I believe that she wished to speak to the rest of your party. Now, you did an amazing job getting in here. Your yep. one failure was in your landing. I could hear it from a mile away. Although, over the wall is no small feat. Getting over such an, in such a way that none of my guards heard you, also no small feat. I must commend you on that. So, for the record, just so you can hear behind the screen, you rolled a 9 on your stealth check. Okay, the three guards that were in the area, I had three guards roll and I had Crag roll. Three guards rolled one, one, and five. Wow. <laughs> oh, damn. And then Crag rolled a 19. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, damn, son. Yeah, so you're you're getting away with a lot of bullshit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, most of my stealth rolls were fairly decent leading up to this. <laughs> That's true. The ones where they weren't as contested. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so at this point, Craig will say, I'd be happy to tell you the story if you'd like to hear it, but I believe Caitlin was saying that she was waiting for the rest of your party to arrive. Um, yes. Are they skulking uh. out in the forest as well? Uh, no, last time I checked, they're at your front gate. Ah, allow me to send for them. He sees, watches Crag, sits down in his chair, and he raises a giant hand and slams it down onto the right side of his chair. Within moments, the front of the tent opens and somebody sticks their head and says, Yes, Crag. And Crag says, I believe we have guests at the front gate. Please escort them here immediately. Now, at this point, for Gork, Uther and Bartholomew, it's been about 10 minutes. 10 minutes uh, since you've been told to wait, and maybe six or seven since Bartholomew saw Marcus drop into the camp. <laughs> um, at that point, you do 
see somebody coming out of the large tent and make their way down to the front entrance, at which point uh, he whispers down to Redgrave, who nods momentarily and looks and says, you're in luck. Crag would appear to want to see you. <laughs> follow me. Perfect. I'll follow. Okay. <clears throat> yes. He leads you into the camp where you can see much of what I described to you this session and last. Um, and you make your way over to the large tent. And when you walk inside, you can see Caitlin looking pretty badly beaten, sitting in a chair with a mug in front of her. And Mock is standing next to her, also with a similar mug in hand. And sitting in a chair is a very large orc. Relative of yours, Gork? <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> They're that all is pretty racist. <laughs> you can God. see that this, this orc's skin is a much darker green than yours. Yes. If the sun-kissed hues of a, of a seaside town orc, that's definitely not what I am. No, not at all. Anyway. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Gork looks at Gork looks at everyone, looks at the mugs. Can Gork have some tea? Craig says, of course, of course. Would anybody else like some? Sure, why not? We'll make it a little bit of a party. Ah, <laughs> fine. Uther's ready to throw down. Yeah, he's ready to this throw down. This is why Uther hands. already di always dies, is because he's the first <laughs> one that's ready to Spacing. fight. Spacing. <laughs> Spacing. Crag <laughs> um, stands up once more and he snaps his fingers, and somebody, somebody again walks in through the front of the tent. And Crag says, Bring a few more chairs and a few more mugs, please. And as you all watch, um, two people come in and they bring out chairs for all of you. Um, one person comes in with three more mugs and Crag immediately begins to pour the water from the kettle into the mug and says, I'd wait a few minutes for it to cool down and for the tea to steep and hands each of you a mug of tea. He says, so to business. And he sits back down in the chair. I'm made to understand that you have a mission to accomplish here on the Rings of Engval, and that in order to do so, you're going to need transport out of Alcaster, and you are also going to need, well, if you hope to survive your encounters in the Forest of No Return, you're going to need silvered weapons. Um. Oh, really? Silvered weapons? <laughs> and Yes. I'm assuming uh, Not for our you. compatriot here has uh, informed you of our purpose here. She has. She was very forthcoming. Oh, was that's she? that's pretty honest. Uh, yeah, she she's she's the honest I one just, of the like, party. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I slump I slump so much harder into my chair and start like looking at my tea, trying to like read the leaves into my fate right now. Uh, <laughs> give me a nature check, Caitlin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, that's a 17. The leaves swirl into words to say you're fucked now. Marcus kind of like smiles and blows on his tea. And um, when it seems at a reasonable temperature, I'll take like a sip. Uh, tell me, just so I'm caught up and not waste time. Uh, what did our dear Caitlin tell you exactly? No. What are you already familiar with? Um, so Crag will sit down and he'll take another sip of his own tea and he'll say, you told me that uh, you were here in order to look into some of the magical disturbances that have been happening on the Rings of Angle. 
pointed out several of the areas that you were trying to get to, including the place in the inner rings and the forest of no return, asked me uh, what I knew about the other cities that existed on the rings of Engval and um, spoke of needing transport out. And I warned her um, about some of the dangers that we had encountered before. I warned her a little bit about the creatures that inhabit the Forest of No Return, and in fact, the creatures that have been straying into this fine town, which is why we are here in the first place. Um, we had also come to an agreement, though I'm well aware that nothing has been set in stone, nothing is binding as of yet, but Caitlin had promised a selection of the treasure that you bring back from your adventures on the rings before you are to leave. Selection of the treasure. Really? Sipsty. <laughs> Why would anybody assume that there's any treasure? <laughs> Is there treasure that you're aware of that we might find? Not that I'm aware of. That is simply what I was told to expect from your friend, Caitlin. I'd like to discern if he's lying or not. Give me an insight check. (laughs) Six. So with a six, I'll give you a little bit more information um, than I would with a five or under, but you're not going to get the full picture. You don't sure. get the impression that he's lying about knowing what kind of treasures on there. You are absolutely mm-hmm. certain that he's telling you the truth when he said, "That's what Caitlin said you were here to Come find." Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna kind of look at Marcus and be like, "Look, I just. What else was I to do? Come on, just help me out here." I'm quite confused. In. This whole situation, if uh, Caitlin didn't want to make a deal, if she just wanted to walk straight out of the tent before we even arrived, would you have let her? Yes. In fact, I offered to let her do just that. We all look at her again. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I get it, but Craig offered me a lot of great information about what we're going up against as we're going to leave here. We would have been walking in a little bit more blind than we are now. And with him only being the person with horses and potential silver weapons, we kind of need that also. Well, I mean, that sounds like a fair deal, right? So we get the horses and silver weapons and we bring him a big portion of the treasure that we find. That sounds like it makes sense to me. Oh, hold on. I believe the deal was a little bit more than that as it happens. The treasure was in exchange for the information. Oh, I see. Any additional things that you wish to purchase. Now, you have to understand, I'm not an unreasonable man, but I do need to look out for my business and my ventures. I have horses, of course, and I have silver weapons. I also have the knowledge that most people that head to the Forest of No Return, in fact, do not return. You don't say. I need to protect my investment. I can't simply give you these and trust that you're going to have the skills and the wherewithal to come back. Um, So, So the agreement to treasure was in exchange for information. Now that has been said and done. What we haven't finished negotiating would be the price for any transport and any weapons you wish to have. I'm still at a loss in terms of treasure, but I'm unfamiliar personally with any sort of treasure. Um, As our companions here said, we're here to uh, evaluate these disturbances, these magical disturbances. We don't know if there's anything there or not, aside from these strange phenomena. 
and that's a risk that I was willing to take in exchange for information. It seemed your friend here, points to Caitlin, seemed quite adamant that there was something to be found here. I assumed that you knew of something I didn't. You have been here longer. These islands have hundreds upon hundreds of years of history. There's sure to be something of value here. Marcus nods and kind of like, it's like, that's reasonable. Uh, we are to investigate the keep at the center of this island. Um, who knows what's in there? I suppose it is reasonable to assume. Um, however, I am still at a loss. Why is it that you are here and what sort of um, creatures were beset the town that you're defending? Craig sort of leans back and he says, well, my tale is a rather simple one. I used to captain a ship that housed most of the fine men that you see outside. And, and yes, and Redgrave and some others of his age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Redgrave didn't come in with us. He no, cool. no, he is not there. <laughs> he went to go back and clean the latrines. Because <laughs> my full title at one point in time was Captain Craig Wolfsbane. My ship sank upon entering the Rings of Angmall, as so many do, given the recent disturbances in the area. And so my crew and I set up shop here. We didn't initially plan on staying. We'd planned to explore the rings further, but we lost several good men along the way, and so we came back to stick around in Alcaster. What we did learn in our trip through the rings was about the second part of your question, which is something is happening in the forest, something that is changing the creatures there. They're becoming more savage, more beastly, and they're attacking anybody that they find. Every few weeks or so, a pack of them will wander into the town, and that's where we come in. The people in this town aren't fighters. We are. And you see it as your moral obligation to defend them? No, of course not. That's what the protection money is for. Right. And when you were a captain of your own ship, what, pray tell, was your line of business? Oh, I'm sure you can guess. You're a pirate. We were pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Internal dialogue. Filthy pirates. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems that if you do want it, want us to succeed, um, you're expecting us to first purchase the means in which to travel and then bring you back whatever we have gained from our travels. No, no, no. Let's be clear about something. There are two separate transactions happening here. The first was between your friend Caitlin and myself. Information in exchange for treasure. If you come back and you haven't found anything, then that's the risk that I was willing to take. If you come back and you found nothing of value, then I expect nothing of value. Now, if you lie to me, I will know about it. So please don't consider that line of questioning, or that line of thinking, I should say. The second transaction would be information, not information, excuse me, the goods and the means that you would need to travel the island and slay the beasts. You do seem more capable than the other people who have come through here, the other adventuring parties that have come through in the past, and you are certainly more capable than the townsfolk. That being said, I need to protect my investment. True. But in order for us to travel, we need to purchase said items. If we don't have the gold, then we've literally have a chicken the egg situation here. <laughs> and that, my friend, is not my problem. And what's your number here for these uh, th these resources that you're uh, going to give us? As well, it depends on what you need. What do you need? 
How many horses are you looking to purchase? Do you want a wagon to go with it? How many weapons do you need? Would a wagon even feasibly be able to make it through the rings? Through the rings? Maybe not so much. Uh, it would get you at least as far as the forest itself. Mm. I mean, we could just stick with some horses and weapons, you know, just get enough for each of us to ride on. I've personally never ridden a horse. Uh, that might be difficult. <laughs> you could you could ride with Gork. <clears throat> Gork is very good at riding horses. You will be safe. <laughs> I... Didn't Dude, we? Um... They're just like rubbing his eye, like between his eyes. <laughs> I guess. Uh... Didn't didn't Sorry, didn't, uh, didn't you ride a horse when we went to fight Gulthonk? Road uh, was um was an achievement word that I would like he to He was use. on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so much as Riding ride as I was um, moving along with the rest of the party. <laughs> Very well. Perhaps the wagon might be necessary after all. So, Craig, you're, you're trying to protect your investment. I, I understand that. The, the, the whole point is you're losing, you would be losing these horses, you'd be losing these weapons. With no um, guarantee that I'd ever get them back or see them again. Right. So, you know, instead of purchasing these things from you, what if we just helped cover that investment of these weapons uh, to have this on our mission? And then if we return with said weapons and horses, then we get a portion of that back to kind uh, to, you know, give you back your weapons. And it's almost like a loan, like a lender kind of thing. You wish to rent the horses and the weapons. <laughs> Essentially, yes. We don't need them when, when we're not going to be here anymore. So we accomplish our mission. Your investment is secured and we don't have to pay up front nearly as much. <laughs> well, see, here's the problem that I have with that. There's no guarantee that you're going to come back. I would be happy to make an agreement with you that should you return with the horses and the weapons, I would be happy to pay you a portion of what you spent back in order to essentially sell me the weapons back. I would even give you more than I would the average traveler adventurer. Should you come Ooh. back alive, that's a big, that's that's an, an impressive feat. It's something that most people cannot do. Even we, who had 60 of the, the strongest men and women that I'd seen here, couldn't make our way through the forest. If you're able to do so in return, I'd be happy to take the weapons back and give you a portion of your gold. That said, the upfront price isn't going to change hmm. because there is no guarantee. And what is the upfront price for um, the number of weapons we'll need, horses, perhaps the wagon as well? Well, you keep asking me that and I ask you a question. What do you need? I can give you a number if you tell me what you need. Well, as I said, um, now, what sort of wagons do you have? Anything that can Fairly more than one person. Yes, the wagon, one of the wagons that I have could easily fit all of you. And perhaps that would reduce the amount of horses that we need. You would only need two to cover the wagon itself. As opposed yeah. to yeah, five. Two, <laughs> two horses, a wagon, and then I guess... Well, let's get our weapons silverized. Wouldn't we want another silver. horse uh, to have somebody uh, ride on a little bit ahead of the wagon? I guess we'd just have to see how much that would cost. All right, three horses, a wagon, and silvered weapons for the lot of us, as well as, do you have able transportation between the rings? Between the rings is something you're going to have to ask for in another city. The only path that you can travel from the outer to the inner ring from here is, 
Well, dangerous doesn't even begin to describe it. That would be where our ship sank. Uh, as for what you're asking for, so let me understand this correctly. You wanted three horses and a wagon. Yes. Well, each horse is going to run you 150 gold pieces. I'd be willing to give you back 100 for each horse that you bring back alive. So that would be 450, flat 100 for the wagon. So 550 gold pieces for horses and the wagon. The wagon, I'd be happy to, assuming it is in the same condition that it was left in, I'd be happy to give you a full refund for the wagon. So you'd be paying 550 up front, and you'd be getting 400 back. I look at my party, kind of see what they think. I think that's a pretty solid deal if we can bring it all back. You're not oh. allowed to make deals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin will slink into her seat again. Uh, Honestly, Marcus, I, I feel like that's gonna be one of the options, like the only real option we have, unless we want to, you know, hoof it ourselves and also potentially deal with the risk of not having these silvered weapons. Sorry, Gork, you, you, I heard you say your name. I assumed you were gonna say something. Gorks, Gorkonomics agree. This is a solid deal, especially because we will survive. It's true. We will survive. Or we'll all die. Who knows? <laughs> I guess the money wouldn't matter at that point, right? Indeed. In yes, quite so. <laughs> and how much for the silvered weapons? What what type of silver... silver wow. What type of silver <laughs> weapons do you have? Um, we've got the basics. We've got short swords, long swords, rapiers. We have silvered arrows. We have silvered bolts. Um, we have silvered pikes. Pike is very good at making pikes. Uh, <laughs> do you have a big sword? Looks it says not one that's as large as the one you're carrying, my large friend. I'm sorry for that. Gork slinks off depressed. <laughs> Gork will have to wait for another big sword at a later date. So, I mean, we could get... We get some bolts, get some a couple short swords, maybe some daggers if you have them. Ah, uh, yes, we do have daggers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I know somebody who could always use more daggers. <laughs> I do like daggers. To total side note, I do think we should maybe give Uther a couple silver daggers in case, like, push comes to shove and he needs to stab something with them. We can give Bartholomew a you silver crossbow it's... bolt to shoot into Uther. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that's I true. love this idea. God. God. So you yeah, like yes. how many short swords? Um, I have two short swords. Okay. You so, mentioned a rapier. I, I I use a rapier. Okay. So you like two silvered short swords, one silvered rapier. How many daggers? I'll, yes. I'll take two. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a dangerous word to use in our area of business. <laughs> I'll, I'll take. So you take two, Uther. Yes, two daggers. Two daggers, okay. Um, since you're in the um, the the pirate business, you wouldn't happen to have any uh, blasting powder, would you? <laughs> We're back at this. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't heard this in a few episodes. <laughs> no, no, no. Crag oh, leans no. forward, tenses his hand, and sort of puts his chin on top of them, and says, "I might just." Oh, perfect. Ma Marcus is like <laughs> sipping his tea and his eyes go wide like, nutty. <laughs> so in exchange, um, let's see, how should I word this? 
Um, I've been working <laughs> on a little uh, homemade device here. In exchange for what I'm thinking up, maybe you can give me a few bagfuls of it? If you'd like to buy the blasting powder, that is going to come at a premium. It is a limited supply. Mm. However, should your device, which I assume uses said powder. Yes. Should your device work the way you intend it to, and should it be of use to us, I would be happy to purchase it from you. You got an <laughs> area where we gun. can blow things up? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you this wicked grin, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> well, let's go on and check it out. Let's finish our transaction first. Oh. So you needed two silvered short swords, which are going to be 200 gold apiece. One silvered rapier, which is also going to be 200 gold apiece. It's going to be 75 gold per dagger. So you wanted two of those. Did you need any arrows or bolts? Bolts and arrows would be great. I would need some bolts, yes. And a rapier of my own. A quiver my, of bolts um... and a quiver of arrows? Specifically bolts mm -hmm. for myself. Then I'll take the arrows. Okay. One quiver of bolts at 75. One quiver of, quiver of arrows at 75. And then you said one more rapier, Marcus? Uh, yes, if my magical imbued uh, rapier won't do the job. Probably not for the beasts. I'm sure that it would be fine for anything else you would find on the other side of the rings. Hmm. Very well. The beasts suppose... seem to only respond to silver. Hmm. Have I heard of anything that only reacts to silver? Make a, I can make, make make a nature check. Nature check, okay. <laughs> At least it doesn't matter too much. Three. Wow, what a common theme. <laughs> You're pretty Where? sure that werewolves need silver. <laughs> Great. That's literally the only thing I can think of too. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. So if I understand correctly, he says, let's go over this one more time to make sure that we're clear. Two short swords, two rapiers. Two daggers, one one quiver of arrows, and one quiver of bolts. Anything for you, my large friend? Longsword, perhaps? Cork <laughs> looks at his sword. Cork <laughs> does not settle. Gork, <laughs> you are going to need to do something. How much is a smaller sword for <laughs> <laughs> a long sword it would be 250 gold pieces Gork will use a smaller sword fine okay so in total for all of the weapons that you're talking about that is going to be 1350 gold pieces if you add on to that the three horses in the wagon at 550 it would be a total if i'm doing my math correctly of 1900 gold pieces good god oh gosh i'll throw in a thousand yeah. yes you will <laughs> <laughs> get fucked all right and so at that that's it so we have a total price of 1900 gold pieces and then crag gives his wicked grin again and says do we have a deal? Make it fifteen hundred <laughs> for buying. I'm bulk. already giving you a discount and <laughs> promising to give you a much better return than I would any other adventurers. Does, does this return include anything regarding the the weapons? Uh, you didn't mention anything about that. I'd be willing to give you fifty percent back on each of the weapons. Obviously, that is non-returnable for the bolts or the arrows. Right. That would make uh. sense. 
I don't know, guys. I don't think we're going to get a better deal at this point. And I kind Very. of grimace as I say that. <laughs> Very well. We will accept your offer. Excellent. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Woo! <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to click remove right now of my 1,000 gold. Goodbye. I'm down to 800 gold. Oh, so she had enough to cover most of it, but didn't Wait, want no. it. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make sense with the math. I had, I'm going to have to go back and see how much I had. I thought it was like 1,100, so I think it just didn't take out the full amount. Anyway, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll I'll give like a hundred gold right now because I still need the other ones for however much the rest of the blasting powder will be. Okay. Gork will put in two fifty for his punier sword. Yeah, I'll, I'll put in my my two hundred for my rapier. I don't know how much I'll put in whatever I need to do for my stuff. That's fine. We can figure that <laughs> out later. Yeah. Part, no, no, we have to say oh, goodbye. Right, right, right. Yeah, we gotta say goodbye. <laughs> All right, Jeez, so now that we've there. talked a little bit about math, um, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning into another episode of the Roaring D20s. I know this one was a little longer, but I wanted to get through the deal if we could. Um, as always, we hope that you enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoy making Woo! it. And if you haven't already, go check out our Patreon if you want to hear our post show where we can hear everybody yell at Caitlin again. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna live this down. Nope. All right. Uh, until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.